and we are live. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to Holy Crap, the Vlogcast. The Vlogcast that comes from a skeptical point of view to answer some of the questions of why. The Vlogcast started as a combination of spite and the stress and effect because uh, Joey, Dallin, and I, we enjoy pissing people off at night, and not everybody chooses for that. So, uh, congratulations. You're the masochists of the group. Thanks for being part of this all. Part of this is to follow through with the old adage, sometimes the journey is more important than the destination. I'm your main host. I'm known as Shujin Triple all over the place. You can find me pretty much everywhere under that name, S-H-U-J-I-N. I'll go ahead and introduce you to everybody that uh, made it, because I was a little concerned for a little while that I was going to be the only one talking into the void. That would have been entertaining. Hmm. From up north and to the left of me, up uh, Canada Way, where things are a hell of a lot better than they are my side of the street. Dallin, good evening. Good evening. Down to the right, Midwest of the U.S., because, um, I don't know, because it's almost feeling like winter weather in the middle of everything. Bridget, hi. Hi. And uh, up in the in the land of the rising, almost rising sun right now over in Paris, France. Uh, Joseph, thank you for making it. Hi. Hi, good morning. Yeah, it's, it's good to be back. Um, I will, uh, I will, I will. Thank you guys for being uh, patient uh, and uh, not calling me out for not being here last week. I was, uh, I, I will admit, I was a mess last week. Uh, there's no two ways about it. I'm very glad to be back. I'm, I'm here. You know, there's still a lot of stuff going on, and it not all of it has got to do with the news, although it's kind of influencing tonight. But uh, it is, it is good to be back. So. Sorry, you're entitled to BMS from time to time. Uh, it that kind of is my week end to kind of do it. Mm -hmm. It is what it is. I appreciate that. So, of course, as always, everybody, thank you for being with us. If you're watching live, take advantage of the live chat. We've got that going over there, which means that Felis was here. Hi, hon. Stephanie. Hello. And um, yeah. It's been uh, it's it's been interesting to put it mildly. Uh, is everybody holding up pretty okay so far? Gen generally speaking, yeah, well, just kind of tripping out. Yeah, I was out for the first time yesterday. Uh, and I I guess I'm the I guess I'm the scum of the universe now. <laughs> Why? Because I did something completely decadent and elitist, and uh, apparently I should be crucified on the on the uh, cross of, of public opinion. What did you do? Eat twelve dollar a pint ice cream? No. Oh. I got a haircut. Got a haircut. I, I got a haircut. Now, see, there's a difference between you know, you got a haircut versus I needed a haircut and you're not a Karen. So, I and you know we we talked about this last night, and from from everything that you said uh, about the experience, you know, uh, something tells me that, well, let's face it, on your side of the of of the border, guys are really doing it a lot better than they are on our side, anyway. So, I don't think you've really got very much to apologize for. I mean, in my case, I've got a I've got a set of electric buzzers. So, yeah, but, but the thing is, of course, you know, when you when you say something like that on social media or you 
you, you talk about it. Um, unless they know where you're from, geographically speaking, you know, there's always potential. Now, granted, I haven't gotten any blowback yet, but um, I was very impressed with how how the company went about doing it, like their their procedures. Yeah, and reminding um, everybody that Dallin is up Canada way. He's out Calgary. And yeah. let's face it, I mean, credit where credit is due, the Canadian response to all this uh, emergency stuff has been a hell of a lot better than it has been on the reactionary side of the border. Yeah, and the reason for that is because, well, I, I don't know, I, I want to say it's a cultural thing, and I mean, we could... Oh, it is. Wax oh, it, abso- could, could wax, it absolutely is. Yeah, I could wax philosophical about that till the cows come home. Um, But... No, it was it was actually really cool. Like the the place I go to, they have a, a phone app that you can use to to do what's called a check in, and they've had that for years. So you you find your you find the shop nearest to you, you check in, and that tells you how long until your appointment because it's all walk in. Mm-hmm. Then they will text you or email you x number of minutes before to tell you that you know get your ass to the shop because it's time to get your haircut. So they they leaned on that heavily this time around. Um, to the point where actually when I checked in, it was going to be about almost three hours until I could get my hair cut. Usually the wait's about five minutes. There you go. Uh, could not wait at the shop. You actually had to, you showed up when you were about to get cut. And that was it. There was no loitering, no watching TV, no hanging out. I got there. They verified my name on the list. I was then led to a sink where I was asked to wash my hands. If I didn't have a mask, I would have to pay $2 to have one supplied by the, by the uh, place. Thankfully, I brought my own. Which sounds fair. Yeah. Uh, walked in. There are, eight, there are eight stations. Only four of them were active, so social distancing. The stylists all wore masks, all wore gloves. Any combs that were used on me were fresh out of the, the barber side thing, so like they were disinfected. Um, I saw disinfectant sprays for the clippers, uh, for being used and everything. Uh, stations were wiped down after every use. So they did it right. And the other thing too, is that they, like our our province said, okay, look, we're going to start doing a phased reopening because we flattened the curve to the point where the medical system will not be overtaxed with new, new patients. As a matter of fact, I called up the stats. Uh, do I still have it open? Yeah. So as of today, we had 13 new cases. We have 604 active cases. We have 6,200 recovered. We have 53 in hospital and five in intensive care. So for an entire province, that's not bad. No. Not at all. I think the curve has been like sledgehammered into a uh, a nice biscuit thickness. You know, I mean, yes, it's still there. It's still dangerous. It sucks for the people that have it. I I do not make light of this. Um, but you know, I, I from a numeric standpoint, I think it is starting to get better. But part of this reopening was, like I said, it was a phased reopening. They would start slow. 
monitor, make sure there wasn't going to be a big spike. And if there was, maybe they would pull back. We haven't seen a spike yet. And these guys were open since last week. Um, but any business that wanted to open had to follow certain guidelines that were mandated. They said, okay, if you do this kind of sanitation, you do this kind of social distance, you limit occupancy to this, if you're like a restaurant or something, then you can open. You know, you'll still be able to do business. You'll still be able to pay your employees so that they're not um, risking losing their homes or starving or something like that. And so, and you guys know my situation, you know, as far as immunity goes, I didn't feel scared at all. I didn't feel concerned. Um, but my God, was I in that chair for a while? Holy smokes. Take your time to do it right. Well, not only that, I, okay. I was starting to look like, um, (laughs) foreman from that seventies show. I mean, I I had the. I, 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 I know the kind of thing you're talking about. I've, yeah, I've had a couple like, of those. Yeah. That was a three month. That was three months worth of hair that I had to get cut. So I must've been in that chair for an hour. For one but, hair. What's that? For one hair. Did you cut your hair <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Persnickety pedantic. I'm, and, sh- I'm, I'm what, whatever else uh, whatever else I could say in French to, to describe that. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm sure I've got the Chinese list somewhere around for us. We'll have to practice oh, on those. That, I've yeah. got that sucker bookmarked, man. Yeah, but we get we gotta we gotta practice. Yeah. Don't worry, I deserve it. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, you probably do. <laughs> um for what it's worth, uh very quickly, uh for where I live, which is Erie County, New York, which is pretty much as far away from New York City as you can get without having to cross the border. It's not that populous uh, an area, but we still have over 6,000 cases in my county. It's a fairly large county. Fortunately, in my town, it's very low. So I'm not too terribly worried for us. But then again, we don't get out, except every once in a while, you know, once every other week or so, you know, we'll go out and get, uh, get supplies. We're okay. I'm, uh, I'm of course more worried for my little one. Cause you know, we got college to look forward to, but, uh, you know, we're, we're doing okay. So that's all good there. Anywho. How about uh, how about we get things actually started right proper, and we'll kind of we'll kind of go from there. So, uh, getting everything started for us for tonight, you're <laughs> with five minutes on the clock. Your five minute freestyle is going to start right now. I mark this one as night. Uh, I don't know if I've used it already in, uh, in recent memory. I, I truth be told, I don't I don't care. <laughs> We've we've seen you know we could be referring to a bunch of different nights. Uh, there's Michael. There's the black. Uh, there's the green. There's Lancelot. But nobody really should be talking good about him. You know, he was a homewrecker, and technically that 
he he made Arthur a cuck, but we don't we don't talk about that because that probably wouldn't go over real well. When I grew up, my dad was a cop. I grew up at the time through the seventies, through the eighties, believing in the romanticized version of what the police force was supposed to be. They were supposed to be the Blue Knights watching over, watching out, taking care of things in a way that was with integrity, with honesty, with compassion. You know, I believed... I believed that they were supposed to be the best. They were supposed to be the shining example. The last... The last 20 years, I've seen a side of all that that I cannot reconcile. I've heard the line of the thin blue line before, and... Uh, there, there, there were points where okay, I, I kind of get it. I understood the blue flu because you can't. You're really not allowed to have a you know, a picket line. You're not allowed to, you know, actually have a strike. But you can call in sick, and you know everybody does it at the same time to make a point. Okay, I get it. I can't reconcile what, what's been going on. I simply cannot. And it makes no sense to me. The thing that is, the thing that has come across me on social media was a meme that said, a photo that people have done up that said, if you have 3,000 police officers and 12 are bad cops. But 3,000 are good cops. You have 3,012 bad cops if the good cops don't do anything about the others 12. That's the problem, isn't it? There are good cops out there. There are still people out there who believe in what the badge and the uniform represents. Honesty, integrity, compassion, justice. I mean, this is exactly the kind of thing that, romanticized that it might be, the idea of chivalry, if we use the colloquial term for it, was supposed to be. You are supposed to be the best of us. You're supposed to be the ones who are taking care of us. The ones who are given, not lightly, the idea that you are willing to protect us. You are willing to protect society. You are willing to do what's necessary. Harsh that it might be. But we know for well that that isn't what's been happening. It's not been happening for easy 20 years. Dare I say, for the last 50. We go back even further than that. I mean, the, the 
Irish flatfoot walking the beat back in old New York. Making sure that the kids get where they're supposed to be. Maybe every once in a while hitting somebody at the backside of the head with a stick just to kind of make a point. You're supposed to be better than this. God damn it. I believe that there are enough of you out there who give a damn about the job. Give a damn enough about us. You're supposed to be the knights. Couldn't goddamn be it for a change. This is episode 313 on the docket, Your Honor. It's tea time. And in this case, uh, I, I said in the uh, in the chat earlier for uh, for uh, Felix that uh, yeah, it's a combination of the Boston Tea Party and the uh, the picture meme of uh, of Kermit the Frog drinking his tea, sipping his tea with the whole you know. But you know that's that's none of my business because it should be blatantly obvious to people. But um, yeah, we got uh, we got stuff that uh, we're going to talk about. I'm going to use the overload that I've had for good. We'll work from there. So let me go ahead and deal with. Um, well, let's 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 deal with the horrible scopes. We'll move on from there, and uh, we'll just kind of move along as as best we can. How sounds that for all of you guys right now? Because Lord knows, I think that uh, it's probably a good way of getting rolling. So, folks, here are your horrible scopes for this week. As always, remember, if you know your astrological sign, try to pronounce it better than I can, because apparently I didn't I didn't bring anything to drink tonight, so I'm a little... Yeah, that's, that's my own damned fault. Whatever. Those of you that don't know your astrological signs, you're better off. Don't even worry about it. I don't, I don't care, whatever. So, get us off over here. Aries, try not to get into the middle of two of your good friends fighting this week. Besides the whole social distancing thing, you have vicious cutthroat friends who will cut you if you get too involved. Mostly, they'll just make fun of your hairline, but we know how self-conscious you are about that widow's peak, so those comments hurt. And by the way, I wrote that one long before I knew that Dallin had gone for a haircut, so this was not inspired in any way, shape, or form. I had nothing to do with it. Dylan, over to you. All right. Uh, and as far as I know, I don't have a widow's peak, so whatever. Uh, Taurus. Yep. That's an embarrassed panda. And yep. That's the punchline of a dad joke. And no, this time it isn't a haiku. It's two haikus at once. Just done really poorly. An eye. Ain't no party like a Gemini party, because a Gemini party don't stop until someone brings out your drama queen. You are the sovereign ruler of your drama queendom, so you should act like it. Get a crown from Burger King to show it. They have the new six-foot diameter social distancing crowns that are perfect for you. Sad part is now you can't get anyone to kiss your feet. Oh, well. It is true, by the way. 
I don't remember where it is, but Burger King, they, they actually came out with these new paper crowns that are six feet across. So <laughs> it, it's beautiful. Wow. That... Cancer, you're pretty good at handling money and balancing your funds, but you might need to cut back this week. Buying weird stuff on Amazon is just so you can have leave reviews first to find later eight I'm tough on Amazon just so you can leave reviews for us to find later ain't cool. Believe it or not, that rechargeable twerking llama is a kid's toy. Stop bringing it to bachelor parties. Yeah, uh, the Friday night show, we uh, we have seen various lists of, of reviews of questionable Amazon purchases uh, where the, the reviews are actually far and away more entertaining than the product themselves. Trust us, we'll, we'll, we'll fill you in on some of those a little bit later. Leo, we know you're usually the smartest one in the room, but using crayons to explain complex mathematical formulas to people is not winning you any points. And for the record, there is a difference between formulas and formulae. Virgo. Saying you've committed a lot of drive-by shootings using a cannon does not make you a pirate. It makes you a photographer. That's creepy. Cut it out. Especially when you're drunk. I mean, at least your driver is sober. Hey, bro. Our employment suggestions don't usually have an upgrade path available, but this time it's different. An IKEA product photographer... You don't have to come up with the names. The Swedish box of Scrabble tiles can do that for you. But you can take product pictures at each step of the building process so they can include it in the instruction manual. After this, you can expand out to Lego construction. Just invest in that macro lens you've been thinking about. Joseph. Oh, me. Uh, Scorpio, going to going to a drive-thru to pick up dinner because of boredom is one thing, but using it as an excuse to restock on KFC sports? That's just not at all classy. <laughs> no, it's not. And like, and like I mentioned, you want to oh. do classy, titanium sports over at ThinkGeek, Starfleet issue. Yeah. That's, that's, yeah, the it's, only trouble with those is that, you know, I don't know if... I seem to recall the thinking I tried to buy something and it was twenty dollars plus twenty five for shipping and handling. Yeah, well, titanium is kind of heavy to. to yeah, um, this I'm was just, a TARDIS USB hub. Uh, uh, garbage, by the way, but that's another story. No, it's, it, 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 uh, Sagittarius. Whenever you feel alone, remember that you have fifty seven followers on Twitter. Some of them are bots, but hey, someone cared enough about you to subscribe. So send out a tweet storm, pour out your emotions to the world, and remember that the platform you're using was originally used to tell the world, quote, just setting up my Twitter. Yeah, even the founder didn't spell Twitter right in the first tweet. Go, Dorsey. Uh, Capricorn. We all have skeletons at our closets. 
But you, Capricorn, you've got us all beat. So whip out that giant American Gladiator Q-tip you keep in your locker for emergencies and start screaming at people in Shakespearean challenges. Curious. With the summer heat approaching, do not buy ready whip cans and leave it in your car. If the nitrous oxide heats up and decomposes into its constituent elements of nitrogen and oxygen, it'll release more heat, decomposing more of the gas in a runaway exothermic reaction, culminating in a rapid unscheduled disassociation of the container's structural integrity. Why are we bothering with all this? You didn't exactly pass chemistry with flying colors. Look, ready whip plus heat equals boom. Okay? Oh, <clears throat> Saturday, uh, Pisces. Saturday, Saturday will be a good day for you if you remember these words. Rechargeable twerking glamour. Coming up a lot today. If you didn't invest in them by now, you've missed the boat on the bachelor party sales. Maybe you can use them in, in a new made-for-cable adult animated movie, kind of like Fritz the Cat. Just with twerking lamb. Okay, this is just too weird for us. Go do whatever you're doing and leave us out of it. And those are your horrible scopes for this week. Uh, 15% restocking fee. Um store credit only and um you got what you paid for so you're welcome and for the record twerking llamas is actually a a a real kid's toy oh lord i don't i don't remember if that's actually what it's called i don't remember that part but that there is actually a but jewel dancing llama you know when i hear about stuff like that I suddenly stopped begrudging Mattel for creating all those uh, carbon copy Masters of the Universe action figures. Fair enough. So, real quick before we get going, uh, I did go looking up. We don't have any new information on Ray Padawi as of this week, so... Sorry. As of the recording of tonight's show, it has now been seven years, 28 months. Sorry. I screwed up my numbering somewhere along the way. It was um, seven years, 11 months, 28 days. I screwed up my numbering because I've been going for a little bit. Since Rafe Badawi was unjustly incarcerated for thought crimes, our hopes, our thoughts are still with you and your family. We're still waiting. So... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, Stephanie, I know someone who used a quarterstaff to bring four knights down at once. Un- until you get a dollar and a quarterstaff, I'm not really impressed. <laughs> there are some people who actually get what I'm talking about, and, and you are my people. <laughs> Thank you. You just did my hair joke. You know, considering how much he was giving me shit before we came on the air, you know what? It's fine. As far as I'm concerned, I get it. Oh, no. No, not at all. Jeez. You give a guy an inch and he thinks he's a ruler. You give him 12 inches and he is a ruler. Um, You know, I'm pretty sure I heard that from Milton Berle at one point. 
Uh, Groucho Marx, I believe. Well, rich little playing Groucho Marx is where I got it. Yeah, that's 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 probably why I heard it from uh, from my Uncle Milty. He stole everybody's stuff. What, uh, whatever. Anyway, so yeah, so let's go ahead and try to start into this with a smile because it's not gonna last. Let's 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 be let's be clear about this. The differences in how. Canada and the U.S. became sovereign countries is not any more night and day than night and day. I'm going to overly romanticize Canada's for a moment, which effectively comes down to, and, and please correct me by my overly romanticizing of it. Hey, um, England, look, uh, we're over here and I mean, we're doing pretty well on our own. Um, do you mind just, you know, cutting the cord and just letting us do it ourselves? Because we're kind of pretty much doing it anyway. Thanks. I know it's overly romanticized, but it kind of fits into that build, doesn't it? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. I mean, our um, our actual constitution was, which separated us, you know, fully and legally from, uh, the, from England... I was alive when it was written. Anybody that asks me if I was alive when the Constitution for the U.S. was written is getting their asses kicked off the show. I am not that old. Pretty sure Bridget wasn't either. Nope. So, wow, you, you answered that one really quickly there. Are you trying to hide? You know what? Whatever. Whatever. Anyway. Okay, hold, hold on here. Yeah, let me... Um so we had a constitution. Oh, okay, sorry. We had a constitution um, from 1867 to 1982. In 1982, our constitution was rewritten, uh, which recognized us less as a colony of the Commonwealth and more as our own official country. Yes, we did have independence, but there was still some. We were still kind of beholden to the Queen. Gotcha. And, and apparently there was still stuff on paper that said that. I believe the 1982 uh, re-ratification or whatever you want to call it uh, said, uh, no, look, you're a sweet lady. Uh, on a personal note, I'd, I'd love to meet her one day. You know, call it a bucket list thing. Oh, absolutely. Uh, plus, plus probably one of the only members of that entire royal family that still holds my respect. But that's another story. Mm. Um, but, but yeah, they said, yeah, you, look, you're a sweet lady. You, you got it. You got a rocking place here. I mean, the fish and shit, mwah, beautiful. But that being said, we, we kind of want to do our own thing. And, uh, you sitting on the throne telling us that we can't do something, uh, because it's not British enough with all due respect, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm making the, um, the, Chris would be proud of this. I, I'm making the sign for, you know, the, the English version of uh, giving somebody the finger. No, the, the deuce, the two. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. For, for the, uh, for the folks that are listening, because I, I didn't, I didn't say I, I was, I was, I was biting my thumb. I did not bite my thumb at you, sir, but I did bite my thumb. It was for demonstrative persons. Per, I, you were showing off a little bit. Yeah. 
I, I, I don't really remember very much of, of Shakespeare, but I know for well that that one qualifies because I really shouldn't be showing you what the Italians would do. It would be unseemly. I guess probably the best way to be. Versus uh, the American way, which is um, get off our lawn. Yeah, and you guys keep screaming it. Yeah, while jumping on everybody else's lawn. Yeah, yeah. See now, now, now you're jumping ahead a, a couple of a couple of dozen years. So you know, I'm 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 just dealing with the the whole you know separation anxiety from from George because George 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 was an ass. I mean, he he really except for that one song uh, in in Hamilton. Yeah, George was pretty much well. He was an ass in that song too. You know, whatever. You one thing I said about you know that that one member of the royal family I still have yeah for. yeah yeah it, it, it's retroactive. Uh, uh, in, wait, what? in other words, in other words, um, in in all the monarchies yeah. in uh, in merry old England, yeah, yeah, nah, they can all just go take a flying leap. Well, um, well, except the current queen mum, I think that she's proven herself to be. Uh, uh, enough the, the, of a badass. Uh, the, the current queen, yes, should really have the title Iron Lady over and above Margaret Thatcher. Agreed. Because the amount of PR crap that she's had to deal with over the past few years, thanks to you know Chuck, Di, um, and all the others, yeah, uh, and and still and still could probably kick somebody's ass. Yeah, I'm pretty sure the sword that they still that they use tonight, people, is actually authentic, and uh, I think she still lifts it. So, um, yep, yeah, yeah. You know, there's that mad, mad respect. Yep, but you know, plus Henry, she's plus she's not above looking through her her uh, her uh, her collection of uh, of uh, fan mail and uh, seeing oh oh there's a there's a wedding scheduled for today. Clear my calendar. I'd like to go out to a wedding and say hi. And she did. She actually dropped in on somebody because they sent they sent an invite to the queen. You know, she, we can say that we sent an invite. To, she's here. Huh, huh. <laughs> it's like, good day. Like, uh, oh god, that, that reminds me of a joke that Eddie Murphy did years ago about uh, Jesse Jackson. Um, saying you know people. You know who would vote for Jesse Jackson? Well, you know a lot of people would just do that. You know, as a goof. You know, they, they oh, yeah. go into the voting group. Oh yeah, I just voted for Jesse Jackson, and then you know, come November, he won. <laughs> if I remember right, the uh, the the actual quote is well, you know what? It's not a it's not. A, I not was safe. trying to be nice, no, and and you, and you did good. It was uh, yeah, it was it was a good moment right there. So, part of the reason why I wanted to bring this up, and the reason why, as I said, you know. It's tea time is because my country, for good or for bad, has a history of domestic violence, usually it's justifiable at least in the first couple of dozen years. Getting out from under King George, the Boston Tea Party, getting rid of what was millions of dollars of product. I don't know that anybody ever saw the, the information thing on YouTube. I forget who it was that did it at the time, who talked about how much tea that was that was that was dumped 
was millions of dollars worth of stuff that's that's just gone. Yeah, there's there's something to be said for torching the shit out of places in order to make a in order to make a stand. But the problem is the other line the one that came decades later you know uh, almost 200 years later Dr. Martin Luther King who said and I, I put this put this into into the into the show notes a riot is the language of the unheard the first amendment in my uh, in my country says that we the people capitalized we the people have an avenue a right that cannot be revoked supposedly for a redress of grievances that is the terminology used with the government the idea is that we the people again capitalized and and I'm digging that in there for a very good reason are supposed to be able to petition the government when something is wrong when the government has done something wrong in order to have our cases heard fairly in the law and have that self-correct. But, as Dr. King said, a riot is the language of the unheard. If you're not going to listen to these grievances, if you're just going to shut them out, there is another expression that is far and way older. You reap what you sow. You disenfranchise voters. You attack minorities. You distance yourself from them. You do not protect those that are the most in need of protections. And then you scream bloody murder when... When people finally say, you know what? That's it. Like Kermit, you know, I'm I'm gonna sit over here with my tea, and I'm just gonna say, you know, you 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 think this country is all all kinds of great and just wonderful and the best it's ever been, because people are yelling and screaming in the streets. It's no longer that when that's what it was founded on. Sure, yeah, go ahead and and complain about all that stuff, but you know that's it's not like it's my fault. It's not my problem. But it is my problem, isn't it? And there are people who are just yelling and screaming and saying, you know, why are you doing all this stuff, you bunch of animals, and not seeing, not saying word one about the fact that there is institutionalized murder that is happening at an at-risk population. And now we've got another one. It's it's to the point where uh, I don't know if you guys heard about this one, but um, Lavar Burton on his Twitter feed basically said, and I, I'm I'm somewhat paraphrasing at the moment. Don't fuck with me today. This is not the day you want to be fucking with me. How? Yeah, and and, and forgive me. I just, real quick. I just wanted to want to say. How pissed off 
could you possibly imagine LeVar goddamn Burton has to be for him to actually censor himself so that you don't have to read an actual F.U. to say, don't fuck with me today. Today is not the day. To you. Yeah, uh, by another one, what do you mean? Uh, as in yesterday or... We had the police officer kill a man by kneeling on his neck. Oh, yeah. We had a serial murderer in a badge surrounded by other guys in badges and uniforms who did nothing. But be careful also, not be careful, but um, uh, I'd look at that twice too because of those, are, those are the ones, those are just the ones we heard about. Because in the news cycle, you know, one news item I usually leads to another similar news item, but I'm sure there's like hundreds of cases, maybe even per day, that happen all across the U.S. that we that never make it to the news. Yep, I know. And forgive me for not saying the gentleman's name right now. I'm I'm trying really, really hard right now to keep the level of professionalism that I would usually try to hold myself to. Um, as was pointed out, uh, okay, there's, there's there's a piece over in the in the in the chat. I'm going to get to in a, in, a, in a second. The point that I'm trying to get to is that exactly that these things have been happening. These things have been happening with alarming regularity to the point where a couple of weeks ago there were some there were some gentlemen. Now I'm going to call them gentlemen for the, for the moment. When one of the uh, one of the state level uh, lawmakers, I, I forget what position she was in, had been threatened, and she will. She is a person of color. Some gentlemen of color, armed, escorted her into chambers so that she would be safe because there were there were threats that were made on her and others whether because they were people of color or because they were not republicans shall we say it is neither here nor there but no, no, quite good yes not one of the in whatever Um, and uh, Stephanie had pointed something out, and uh, this is something that I want to uh, I want to make sure that I get out here. Uh, Stephanie said, "Have you noticed how careful they are about which places they torch? This riot is organized by the local people, despite attempts to provoke them." Two items. One. It is very probable that one person infiltrated 
the protests and made or in or instigated looting and rioting had his face covered with a respirator had a black uh, black umbrella had a had a hammer broke the windows on a a a shop apparently had spray paint on the gloves and wouldn't you know it there was also similar colored spray paint on the wall of the place that the glass that he just broke it said uh, free stuff for everybody or something along those lines and very likely was a police officer trying to keep himself in disguise there is also a story that came out that a lawyer's office very near to one of these police stations they were worried what was going to end up happening to their place they come back to find out that the front windows had been boarded over with 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 particle board sheets and spray painted on it that said uh, effectively these are good people don't torch this place and their lawyer's office there are people who know full well what they should not be doing because it's not going to help their cause at all there are people who are noticing what's going on that's wrong supposedly a predator drone was flown in the areas supposedly there are police officers who have been going quote-unquote undercover to infiltrate these groups and to antagonize and to start you know rioting so that there's an excuse to use tear gas and rubber bullets supposedly there are jamming systems being used in order to close down avenues for data so that cell phones can't use cell towers aren't receiving there are cnn reporters who have been fired upon and i'm not using that one in any kind of hyperbolic term they're on film they were live when it happened and one reporter apparently got hit in the eye and has very likely lost the use of that eye forever and people want to yell and scream about how you shouldn't have to be doing damaging things no that's not what dr king wanted done but dr king even recognized that there's a certain point where what are you going to do if you can't get your voice heard how are you supposed to get your voice heard I don't want there to be violence any more than anybody else does, but there comes a time, you know? And Stephanie's right. One guy was outed by his own wife for being an agent provocateur. And how pissed off must I be that I actually pronounced provocateur correctly twice? And I couldn't tell you if I've ever said that word before.
That's a French word, isn't it? it? Sounds like it. Feels like it. Whatever. I don't care. Of course it is. Sure. Yeah. Uh, go with that. But je vous en prie, a bow of you like. Um. I I would otherwise type this, but uh, I'm just going to say, uh, if 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 the answer is going to be no, don't anybody uh, say anything about it. Uh, over over from our chat, uh, do you want to share that or no? Who me? Well, I was saying you don't. You, yeah, um, it, it, downtown Indianapolis is getting pretty nuts too. Um, they have set fire to the city county building, which I can understand them, you know, torching that place. Um, apparently, there was also a car set on fire, but the guy had it coming because he tried to plow into a crowd of protesters, and so the police just kind of backed up and let them do their thing. Um, he had it coming. And then I see here in Salt Lake City, this, can I say asshat? Am I allowed to say that? I don't know. Try. Um, this asshat brought a hunting bow and actually shot a black person with the hunting bow. And so he got his ass handed to him. You know, a bunch of people rushed him and then set his car on fire and he deserved it. And the police let them do that too. Because, Yeah. There was one video that I saw, and uh, if I've been overblowing a little bit on my audio, I'm sorry, I, I hadn't been watching the uh, the volume settings, uh, volume meter on my side. I was a little in the little in the red. Sorry. Um, there was an 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 aha. This was this was this was great. There was a police officer surrounded by a whole bunch of protesters, surrounded but not being touched by. He was a pedal cop, meaning he had a bicycle that had been offloaded off the back of the patrol car. He was, he was a bicycle cop. And there were people who were very close in, weren't touching him, yelling at him, because that's kind of what protesters would be doing. And as he's got his bicycle, he shoved it into this, forgive me, this larger black woman she was a little a little on the larger side and the, the part of the reason why I'm saying it this way is because little white girl in a in a in a in a, in a red eh, short dress was not having it this 98 pound little white girl jumped into grabbed this 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 bike with the cop attached to it at this point, because he's holding it up, and shoved that off and over to the side. She was not having it. And let me tell you, the people that have been commenting on that particular video, I, you know, if if anybody could be given gold stars at that point, oh yeah, oh yeah, a lot of gold stars on that one. So here's here's the quandary that I've got. On the one hand, like I said with my opening, I believe in the rule of law. I believe that the rules are supposed to be there for everybody and it should be a self-correcting system. But, and here's the big problem, 
if the system won't self-correct itself, if you've got a bolt, a really rusty bolt with a nut that's really rusty to it, and it don't want to come loose, and graphite can't get in there to loosen it, and WD-40 doesn't get in there to loosen it, and a pneumatic you know, drill head with a, with a chuck attached to it in order to try to get it out of there won't do it. There's a there's a there's a cute way of dealing with this, which is to just go ahead and use an acetylene torch to take it out. At what point do we have to say, yeah, the law isn't working. This needs to be changed. For you guys on the Canadian side, you know, your history is very much not this as the template for everything. No. The thing that I can, the thing, the thing that I remember the most, and, and, and you, you, you know for well uh, this one, when it came down to the question of, uh, yeah, same-sex marriage. Um, okay, well, what do you guys think? Should we do this or shouldn't we? Well, um, there's nothing that says it shouldn't. Um, yeah, I guess it's on. Game on. Okay, next. Yeah, that's... I guess we're a little laid back here. You know, a lot of people like to like to throw shade at us, uh, us Canucks, but... Uh, we're not losing half of a city to a bunch of people who have basically lost their freaking minds and right now have been turned loose like rabid dogs who are going completely on rage and instinct. You know, you don't see that up here. Except there's one thing about this that scares me. I'm sorry. I, I was about to say, uh, unless unless the Devils win the cups, but you know that's that's a different thing. Yeah. Okay. You know what? The, Montreal is something we don't like to talk about. Neither is Toronto. Little, we just don't like to talk about that. Little so. joke. I'm sorry. Little levity. Yeah. But at the same time, okay, fine. You know, win or lose a hockey game, there's a bit of a riot. But um, you know, those places are livable afterwards. There are still places in Los Angeles that no one's returned to after the riots. I'm pretty sure in some of the other places where there've been other riots, there are entire city blocks where there is nothing anymore. No businesses, nobody returned. Everybody just said, Nope, we're done and walked. And I'm pretty sure it's going to be the same thing in mini too. Okay. Uh, just as an aside, by the way, uh, Felix just asked me to see about bringing everybody's audio up just a little bit. Um, uh, let me, if if the audio gets a little on the weird side, please forgive me. Uh, the hosts are not going to notice any kind of a difference, but I will I will I will see what I can do about the stream audio levels. So thank thank you for letting me know. See what I can do on that. Um, particularly Joseph's. Uh, let me see what I can do about that, and I'll I'll uh, I'll keep working on that. And I'm trying to be really careful about mine. I, I've, okay, really quickly on the techie side, 
it's always been kind of weird for me trying to figure out where our audio settings should be. So uh, I'm I'm trying to make sure that we've got enough uh, enough loud going out to everybody without overblowing everything, because I mean, after the fact, Dallin can always you know bump up audio levels, but if we end up peeking out and we are all kinds of garbled, there's just no working with that. So I'm I'm trying to be a little bit careful. But thank you, thank you yeah, for letting me. A few know. things I actually I actually can fix in post without it taking like twelve hours. Yeah, there is that, and I'm working on that. Anyway, um, I will see what I can do. There's no correct. There's no correct way for black people to protest, though. I mean, if they kneel during the national anthem, they catch shit for that. If they peacefully assemble, they catch shit for that. They there's no right way for them to protest because people just don't like it. And you're right. And you're right. There, therein lies the biggest problem of it all, isn't it? And there's been systemic abuse for what 400 years now. And it, it it just gets worse and worse. You know, it's it's to the point here where if you're black, you can't go walking through a neighborhood while black. You can't go bird watching while black. You can't go jogging through the park while black. That will get you killed. There's a problem in this country, and I don't know what to what to do about it. And I think that's the thing is that nobody does. And nobody does anything about it, you know, and you, but you've also got communities, like you said, it's been systemic for 400 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you've still got, you know, grandmas and grandpas or papas and peepaws, whatever the frick you want to call them in certain places. That's all they talk about. You know, th- th- this is the, these are the pearls of wisdom that they pass down to their kids about, you know, how the, the only good, I'm not going to say it because I refuse to ever be demonized after I'm dead about having said it, although I have said it before, but you guys knew the context. Mm-hmm. You know, the only good one is a dead one. Mm-hmm. You know, people have, people have said that. Yep. Um, I say that and, and, Democrats yeah, but too. the thing is, yeah, but the thing is we have, we actually do have a little bit of that up here when it comes to the native population. You know, I, I grew up in a place where the majority of the natives I saw were completely drunk off their minds with like half fried brain cells because they were drinking Lysol. And yes, if you thought Trump came up with something like that for COVID, no. I've been to the places where these where these guys would um, uh, do their thing. And I, I was part of like a park cleanup one time for school. And we hauled out about 20, uh, you know, those, you know, those yard bags. Yeah. The Okay. Ones that were that size, but I remember still, they were black bags, but we hauled out about 20 filled to bursting of nothing but Lysol cans. Yeah. So, but the thing is we saw them at their worst. That's, that's how I grew up. You know, they were the ones that broke into my parents' cabin and, stole stuff or vandalized every winter. When you grow up with that, it sticks in your head. You know, now, yes, I have made my efforts to be a better person or at the very least indifferent, you know, doesn't matter who shakes my hand. As long as they're not being a jerk, I'm good with it. Follow, follow Wheaton's rule and we'll get along just fine. Well, exactly. 
But but the thing is, you've still got these. You've got people, you know, in in all walks of life, who will pass, who will try their best to pass on their prejudices to the next generation. And sadly, there are people who do listen. And I can I can tell you this right now. And pardon the snark, but a bunch of blue haired Tumblrites banging madly at their computers and frothing at the mouth ain't gonna help. You think Twitter is actually making a difference in the world? Come on. Yes and no. No. As with everything. And and it's it's a double-edged sword, we know for well. Social media allows people a lot of ability of getting information from a lot of people with a lot of different viewpoints. But the other side of that is is just as easy to turn that into one giant echo chamber for good or for ill. I mean, yeah, we've, or, we've, we've seen it too damn many times in, in many yeah, different forms. When you see somebody say something that you know is completely out of line, and Shujin, I know you can speak from experience on this one. You will present the fact. What do you get out of it? Oh, you're this, you're that, you're just a this. You don't know what you're talking about. I believe in what Dr. Wakefield said because he, because he has the word doctor in front of him. I, I, I'm being a little facetious there, but the sentiment stays. This is why I stay largely silent because the second, well, okay, right now I am the internet antichrist because I am white, I am cis, and oh my God, I'm male. Um, you know, apparently that unchecks just about every box in some social circles and to, to people who don't know me, I'm the Antichrist. To you guys that know me, I'm tolerable at least. You, well, yeah, when, when, when we can actually, you know, uh, get up to your level, that's 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 a that's a step. Hey, um, does does anybody hey, know if uh, does anybody know if um, if uh, Andrew Wakefield uh, kind of came down with the COVIDs? I have no idea. Dan, I would have hoped that ironic. yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, mm, no, cancer would be. I'm, I'm, I, I do not wish ill on anyone. I do not want anyone to die. But to borrow an expression, there will be certain obituaries that I will have no problem with reading with a smile. Just saying. Anyway, and, uh, Joseph, welcome back. Uh, you know, I, I did not, I did not ask you uh, specifically for the perspective out your side. You've been, you've been out France twenty years, or wait, it's 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 been twenty 30. or more thirty thirty years. Sorry. The. How do I word this? The problems that we have been experiencing in America have really stemmed from the the idea that the self-correcting legal system refuses to budge. I know that we've had uh, we've had the news about various uh, protests that have happened. You know, with with Paris and such, but 
the the legal problems of inequality and systemic I, I don't like to reuse the term, but systemic inequality and and refusing to listen to you know those kinds of problems legally speaking is is this something that to the best of your recollection over you know the last thirty years or so uh has this been a a, a thing for for France? He's muted. <laughs> you are still muted. Or did you get back? I I am back. I'm sorry. That's oh, all right. <laughs> I, was, I was getting worried there that I was just talking to the ether and you had to step away again. And it's just like, well, that, I, I would not be able to repeat myself now. It's me. I would have warned you. No, we... Um, we see... Well, there's the same... I see the same tendency here. Um, but just not to the extreme that it is in the U.S. Um, <clears throat> like the police here are a lot more hesitant to bring out the firearm. And um, yeah, well, let's just say it's, it's pretty worrisome what's going on in the U.S. But but there is a glimmer because you know there's still the same dynamic going on here. The in group, out group, uh, the status, the police are there to maintain the status quo, whatever the law decides that is. And um, yeah, there's no discussing with them. There's no arguing with them. There's no reasoning with them. It's just uh, you obey, and that's it. Fair enough. But police, uh, they're a little more hesitant to draw the line in that way. I don't know if that's clear. Because um, in the U.S. it seems to become like immediately when the police are on the scene it becomes uh, <clears throat> Well, the police in the U.S. seem to think that, you know, they've got a list of things they consider a threat. And like as soon as they arrive on the scene, uh, they they identify that, and um, there's a whole chain of reactions that you know go on even before they assess the situation. But uh, I think there's a little more assessment going on on this side of the ocean. Yeah, yeah. If if there's one thing that I can I can absolutely say, um, the U.S. policing force. As an overall, because we know full well, every police agency is its own separate organization, one from another. I know, I know, and there's hundreds of overlapping groups. Our police force tends to be... Anybody feel free to correct me. Far more paramilitaristic than public safety. Well, I can. Uh, I actually saw a documentary about this years ago about um, ammunition, and uh, I wish uh, Joey was here; he could back me up on this one. Rules of engagement for the military. Um, your job is not to necessarily kill the opposing soldier. The job is to 
um, negate their ability to fight. So like a wounding shot, um, basically execution with prejudice is, is not what you're supposed to do. And the ammunition, uh, I believe, Bridget, I don't know if you can back me up on this one, but like the full metal jacket round. That's to help ensure that when a soldier, when one soldier shoots another soldier, it's more more likely going to be a through and through wound rather than a shrapnel wound. You know, there's it's it's almost like there's a decorum to to military combat. With the police, not so much. And I mean, I think um, Bobby Carey told us this when he was on the show. Uh, and as I've said before, when an officer draws that gun, they've made the conscious decision that they are prepared to end somebody's life. Yeah. You know, and I believe Bobby said that um, they're actually trained that they will empty their, they will do their best to empty their magazines center mass upon starting to fire. It's not just like one shot in the hand or one shot in the leg. It's like, no, if I pull that trigger, I'm going to make sure that you go down and don't get back up. And, but as, as I recall, things like, you know, exploding ammunition, like, uh, oh, what was it? The rhino bullet. That was a nasty one. It actually, that one was so bad that um, they, they told law enforcement not to get it because if it ever fell into the wrong hands, they would be screwed six ways from Sunday. Um, what was it going? Oh, yeah. Just when you said um, they were like, they were almost paramilitaries is that, yeah. And, and in some cases they're actually armed better than the military in terms of personal firearms, just because of the ammunition they can use and some of the other, some of the other devices they can bring to bear on a perpetrator. Um, yeah. Like a, a soldier wouldn't. And I'm not sure what the rules are for the national guard or isn't there talk of like the actual army is going to be coming into some of these places now. That was or, one of the threats. Okay. So it's, it hasn't. Oh yeah. And, and orange boy there, he, he sure knows how to do threats. Doesn't he? My God. Yeah, you, you know what I said before about threat. Twitter? I think that's illegal, isn't it? What's that? I said, I think that's illegal, isn't it? Um, to send uh, active duty military in for policing action. Um, something tells me that if it gets to that point, uh, you're getting into a, like a martial law situation in that case. And that's not somewhere you want to be. Well, I think we're pretty much a failed state anyway, or close to it. The great experiment. Well, we'll see what he does. Although, as, as I recall, since the whole, if there is looting, there will be uh, consequences, let's just put it that way, um, his feed's been kind of silent, hasn't it? I don't... I don't recall. I mean, I, mean, I, I don't follow him, uh, and the only time I ever hear about anything he tweets is when I see somebody take a screenshot and throw it up on you know, Facebook or somebody I know on Twitter decides to 
uh, maybe follows them and quotes it, and then just a screed of expletives, as they are wont to do. There it is. I got a thing that I had thought about. Is anyone familiar with the G2 research ammunition known as RIP? No, can't say that I am. No. This, this, this bullet design is, is unique. The bullet Typically, typically a bullet is composed of a couple of very simple items. You've got the casing, which contains the explosive on the inside, and the projectile that sits up on the top, the actual bullet part of the bullet. Mm-hmm. This specific design, normally a bullet would be shaped effectively like a cone. A blunted cone, typically, but a cone nonetheless. It goes down the, down the muzzle, twists so that it flies like a very small metal football. American football, I know. You guys over on the continent, leave, leave us alone on this. So it spins and autocorrects and, and goes wherever it's going to go. This, this, this monstrosity, um, instead of it being a, a cone up the top, it has pieces cut out of it so that effectively it, it, it flies forward, but it has pieces cut out that just holds the whole thing together so that when it finally impacts, it very easily fractures into uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight smaller pieces so that when it hits, it blossomed out almost instantly from what would have otherwise been one hole. It now blossoms into a big fist sized chunk of whatever is, 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 impacted and this is something that was designed for civilians in my country I remember reading an article in a guns and ammo magazine because yeah yes I still do that sometimes Uh, and this was um, about the Heckler and Koch MP5 a very popular weapon uh, for law enforcement, in particular the FBI. It's a 9mm round. And while the FBI agents in the field liked it, they said it didn't quite have the quote-unquote stopping power that they liked. So Heckler and Koch went to the drawing board and they came back with a 10mm version of the rifle issued specifically to the FBI, which apparently had, I think it was like 40% more quote unquote stopping power 
and yeah, um, flechette style bullets like that. Um, I've seen stuff like that before. I mean, hell, my buddy used to make them out of 22 rounds. Yeah. So that on the screen, that's the, uh, that's the guy I'm talking about. This is what my country thinks is necessary for the protection of individuals. Bridget, I have to imagine that you, as someone that has some kind of knowledge about what something like this could potentially do to the human body, I'm almost afraid to ask you anything. should not even be legal for no. anybody. No, but uh, but they are dollar ninety eight, dollar uh, eighty eight a shot because you can. That's uh, quite lethal. Adieu. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sorry about that. I accidentally killed the yeah. camera for a moment. That, that's the kind of thing that doesn't wound. If that thing actually hit a limb, it would probably shear the limb off. Depending as to where you hit, but yeah. Yeah. That's meant to kill. Yeah. But, but hey, you know, we're, we're just out shooting targets or, you know, what, what if a coyote comes? Right. Because, you know... No, nothing says I defended my home than turning a, uh, a a dog into red mist. Yeah, my now my, I I, w- I will say when you are out in the sticks and that is your only recourse. Okay, you know I understand needing a, a rifle or some kind of firearm to defend yourself against you know predators that. Well, let's just say they're a little more instinct-driven than um, than your urban variety. Yeah. Anything that starts with the letter B is probably, uh, probably a safe bet you're going to want uh, a rifle. A bear, uh, for instance. A bull moose comes to, a, comes to mind. Barracuda. Okay. Uh, okay. I'll say this much. Um, a barracuda is a fish. Yeah, well, we've, we talked about this. Yeah. And if a bull moose is coming at you, chances are you've done something to piss it off. So I'm calling a little bit of karma on that one. Uh, a bear, though, yeah, that that's a problem. Badger, badger could um, be a problem. Bobcat, uh, nothing, bobcat, nothing, yeah. nothing personal, Felix. Yeah, no, you're thinking cougar then. Oh yeah, but but yeah, but same same vein, same apology on my part, Felix. You, yeah. you, you know we yeah. care for you, honey. Yeah, but the reason um, the reason I specifically brought this thing up is so far. Nobody has been using weapons like these. The one guy wow. that we talked about had had a had a, a bow and arrow. He, fortunately for him, only got beat up. I say fortunately because what would have stopped anybody from just saying, "Oh, is this what you really wanted to do?" and put a couple of shafts in his shoulders. Bring a bow and arrow to a potential gunfight. Uh, sorry, I just, I, I'm, I'm just kind of okay. gobsmacked at the. To be fair, hmm? 
most jurisdictions, to the best of my knowledge, would not have any kind of, I don't know, permit necessary for a bow and arrow. No, I could go buy one if I wanted. And without any problems. Yeah. And you get yourself a good compound bow. So long as you've got a 50, 50 pounds worth of pull, you could get 200 on the release. And even without a big broadhead, you could do some, well, let's just say that uh, you could probably put the fear of gravity into somebody really quickly. Gravity, yeah, as in you, um, they'll fall backwards because holy shit, they just got straight through their arm. Yeah, have you um, have you ever seen what a broadhead does? No, but I know a friend of mine and I went to an archery club. We were actually part of it for a, a year, and one guy brought his hunting bow to target shoot. And you remember the archery targets in school? You know the layered cardboard. Did you ever deal with that? Not in school, but I know the kind of thing you're talking about. Okay. Anyway, so Buddy breaks up the, the compound bow. Uh, he, he puts on the broadhead. Everybody takes a step back. And rightly so. Just to make sure. He, he cranks the thing and lets it go. Now, the, I think, uh, tip, edge to edge on the broadhead, it, it was a, you know, your, your typical four-blade four assembly. I think it was, I was a couple of three centimeters total diameter, if you will. It punched a fist sized hole through that target. And this guy goes hunting with the bow. He goes after deer. He goes after moose with the bow. And from what I understand, he was pretty successful. So you think about what the what these arrows are designed to bring down now and yeah if if, if that subject that to a human it, it ain't gonna be pretty because you know b big as some of us are we're not moose no we're not deer and, and we also we also don't have a lot of corded muscle that you know an arrow actually has to punch through and was there an actual incident where this type of thing was involved? What's that? I was there <clears throat> in the U.S. Was there an actual incident where bow and arrow was involved? Well, th there was a guy. Apparently, he he brought one to a, what is it? A protest? Oh, sort of. He he was he 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 apparently carried out. Uh, he was stuck in in traffic with uh, with uh, protesters going on around and he had a bow and arrow apparently in his cars and he got out of his car and started to threaten people nearby with it and you know uh if if you don't have the balls to use it well you're you're gonna go ahead and you're gonna get uh piss off a whole bunch of people and he didn't have the balls to use it and he still got himself he got himself kicked all to hell. It's like I said before, it's not about being fast or even accurate. It's being willing. Sometimes. So with all, with all that, with all those, with all those circle items, and I, I, I gotta, I gotta circle back around to something. Mm 
I kind of accidentally derailed us a little bit. Uh, well, we ended up talking uh, some 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 right stuff, but the the piece where we kind of took a took a trip was when I asked uh, about the 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 police and and the the inequality and the the self correction of law with France and with the police compared to us over here. Yeah, I, I accidentally well rightly pointed out that yeah we are far and away more paramil- paramilitaristic than we have any right to be some would say but that's an opinion piece right now for right now but it i think it would be right to say that the plus side for the for the everywhere else model is there is a decided a decided lean towards de-escalation. Calm, calm everybody else's tits down first before you go shooting up the place. And I've heard stories, I've, I've seen reports where there have been people who have been seriously violent, had guns, ready to use them, uh, I think one guy had a machete in a in a in a in a in a police office, and the police officers talked the guy down from his ready to go ahead and you know completely rage out, and got the guy to calm down enough to just put down the big knifey, and you know let's just get things straightened out. And I'm pretty sure that by comparison to what goes on over here, that that ends up happening far and away more often on on your side of the water, on the continent. That that tends to be much more the case. No? We've had... We did recently have a shooting. Uh, so a lot of people... I, I can't remember the numbers off the top of my head, but... You know, to to say that we don't experience this kind of stuff is naive. Oh, and I would never say that. You know, we we do we do see our share of violence. Um, again, not not to the scale that you guys do. I mean, Jesus, guys, come on. I know. Y'all don't have to be number one at everything, you know. Hmm. Um, but. But de-escalation seems to be much more the MO everywhere else. Well, yeah, and and it's because, you know, okay, to borrow one from Garibaldi, you know, would you have really killed me? Yes. But I just assume not because the paperwork's a pain in the butt. Every time there's a shooting, at least here in Alberta, um, ACERT is called. Uh, and basically they, it is up to them. They have to review the evidence, the circumstances behind why the officer shot and potentially killed the guy, whether or not to rule it as not to sound barbaric, but to rule it as a clean kill to say that the officer was justified in doing what he did. So again, yeah, you, you want to deescalate because again, the second the gun clears that holster, 
there's a 50-50 chance Buddy's walk, not walking out of there. And further to the point, who wants that on their conscience? You know, okay, sorry. What rational, not testosterone-fueled knucklehead yeah. wants that on their conscience? Because I know a lot of the cops, it's a power trip for them. You know, just look at half the guys that work at customs. And yeah, I can say that these days because I don't fly that much anymore. But, you know, th these these guys are trained to be assholes. And the thing is, they can be assholes without impunity because that's their job. They, you just look at them the wrong way and they have the authority to make your day very unpleasant. And there are people who get off on that kind of power. Yeah. And just... You know, I, I thought there was like a psychological evaluation or at least some kind of psych test that went into to become a cop. Did that textbook get thrown out the window? Did it ever exist? I, uh, that's okay. You know what? That's a, that's, that's a, that's an excellent question. I want to, I want to roll this one back a little bit. Yeah. Well, actually, actually, hold, don't lose, don't lose that. Ty okay. Type it for yourself, okay. because uh, Joseph, uh, I, I don't think that I really got enough out, out of you on this one. The, like I was saying earlier, the, the de-escalation, um, for how things work in France on the continent and and, and such, like I said, here de-escalation is like yeah that's what happens after you cl you're, you clean your your gun and, and, and you finish the paperwork de-escalation seems to be much more the standard procedure for france for the for the continent no well excuse me sir you don't see as many cases as well well, it's hard to compare it. And, I mean, it's so complex, and we're getting to behavioral science here. Um, okay, hold, already for their hold on a second. Do you have something else that's running in the background on that machine? A why? Do you, do you have some some process that's running again? Because you're I don't know what it is. Uh, at this point, you've gotten kind of into the. I would have otherwise said that you've got like a really bad really bad uh, throughput for your network. And I think I think that you had this kind of thing happening when you were trying to finish some kind of a render or something before. Oh, no, no, I'm not doing anything like that now. That's for sure. What the hell? I've got everything turned off in the back. So um, uh, I can turn off Safari and Terminal. Okay, wait a second. Yeah, yeah but anyway, yeah, they... When we're getting into um, discussions like this, I mean, we're getting into behavioral science. But I mean, uh, we also, if we're going to come to any conclusion, we have to look at the environment and all that. And I mean, um, there's not the firepower here that there is in the United States. Like every everybody in the United States is a potential gun owner. You know, and the chances of them actually having a gun is thousand times more than it is here in France. So already with the police, when they arrive on the scene, what they see as a threat or not, it's completely different. So, yeah, it's kind of hard to compare. But let's just say 
in the police ranks, let's just say between the judiciary and the police police ranks. On the police ranks level, there's not a lot of critical thought going on. And what a police officer sees does the threat. Um, it's probably a lot different in the U.S. I can't tell you how many I've been watching recently the Ryan series. I don't know if you've seen it. I'm sorry. Uh, we, you ended up futzing out there again. What was it? Yeah. Yeah, I've been watching the Jack Ryan series. Okay. Yeah. Um, not familiar with that myself, but. Okay. But I uh, just watching the show. It's just amazing the, the gratuitousness with which they pull out the aquarium and like fire on somebody when they enter a building and all that uh, before they even assess whether they're a threat or not. Just assume that everything within the building is a target. Yeah, there. On their shows own. like shows like that are. There's a lot of exaggeration, a lot of artistic license. Yeah, uh, taken in those. Um, no, I- again. But why you know, is it uh, not even be acceptable, even as uh, artistic license? I mean, no. Oh, it, yeah. No, I think uh, I think I know what he's saying. Is that? Um, oh God, I I railed against this once before. I I can turn on primetime US TV, and I can watch a guy empty a cl- empty a magazine full of high powered rounds into a person, and basically there's blood splatter and hamburger meat, and blood and guts flying all over the place, and that's fine. But the second you have a wardrobe malfunction on an award show, everybody loses their freaking minds. It's true that. By the way, uh, I did go looking it up real quickly. Uh, if if the Wikipedia article is to be believed, and generally speaking, it's it's a good litmus to start off with. Uh, I did go look it up really quickly. Uh, gun ownership apparently in France. There it is. Is 19.6 guns per 100 persons. So you've got a 20% chance of somebody would have a gun in France. Anybody want to know what the percentage is in the United States? According to this, in the United States, there are 120.5 guns per 100 persons. In the United States. Which means virtually anybody. What was the percentage? I, sorry, I, I missed the number. How much? Uh, in France, it's uh, 20 guns per 100 people. Okay. In the United States, 120.5 guns per 100 people. Yeah. Whenever I think of the police in the U.S., I just, I can never forget that scene where somebody filmed it. Remember 
there was some sort of pool party and there were like, like 12 and 13 year olds there and oh, God. the police officer arrives on the scene and he did this like theatrical roll before pulling his firearm on a, like a fucking wet 12 year old or something like that I remember it, like, that what yeah. is going on in that fucking guy's head John Wayne I mean, well so yeah so the the US police force is trained on Hollywood or what you know funny um yes yes because we've got this big fetishization of the wild wild west so were they trained by Hollywood in in a, in a perverse form yes if you're going to be carrying a gun shouldn't you be a little above that and there's the problem isn't it right there because oh it's written in your constitution that okay to paraphrase you can own a gun doesn't necessarily mean you have to be responsible with it doesn't necessarily mean that you actually theoretically need it and I've gotten into arguments about people with that as it just because it's your right does not mean it's not enough reason. And they, and they look at me and go, well, actually it is. Yeah. Well, you have to be at least 35 years old to occupy the office of president of the United States, but you don't have to have anything that resembles morality or intelligence or decorum. So, yeah, just because you've got the ability doesn't mean that you, it, it comes with a certain responsibility, but we're not going to quote Marvel here for any, any other reason. And uh, Stephanie is quite right. Most of those guns are owned by gun fanatics. The figures I saw were that only 30% of U.S. citizens own a gun, and the number who keep arsenals are very small, fortunately. Uh, Dallin, I had interrupted you before, so I'm, I'm sorry about that. Um, no, did, it, it, there was a there was something I was. Oh God, it was a podcast I was listening to or something. I don't know, but there was talk about the whole idea of law enforcement, and this actually kind of lo loops back to uh, what you were talking about in the freestyle today. A lot of like back in the day. You know, when you could, when people romanticized the police as members of the community, it's because they were members of the community. Mm -hmm. You know, sher sheriffs were elected by the township or by the municipality. They weren't beholden to the governor or the political leaders. They were beholden to the community to uphold the law. Yeah, what would hope? Uh, no, 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 just hold on. The thing is, because they were part of that community, they had a vested interest in keeping it safe for the people in the community. So, you know, th th this is the cop that knows that, you know, um, that George is the town drunk. And every Friday night, he's going to hit on Mabel at the bar so, you know, just before the sheriff comes off duty at night, he rolls over to the bar 
because he knows that George is going to be there and he's going to take him to the tank and let him sleep it off. You know, it's kind of, it's kind of like the, um, almost like the Andy Griffith show. <laughs> it, no, no, no. No, I got you. I got you. Again, I'm, I'm, I'm maybe being a little hyperbolic. But when you get into the larger cities, now you've got law enforcement officers who are not part of that particular community. So, you know, this subdivision or this neighborhood is being policed by cops who are maybe from some gated community on the other side of town. Or maybe they're maybe they don't even live in that district. Maybe they commute in every day from another county, another state or something like that. So that attachment to the community okay. isn't there. So they 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 don't know how things they, they, they don't have a sense of the rhythm of the community. So they're scared because it's brand new territory. So the fear on the, on the cops part is there. They have no attachment. And yeah. They, they, and that's the other thing too. There's no attachment. So they can be an asshole and well, who are they accountable to? You know, they're, they're going to go home to their neighborhood on the other side of town it's like, oh, God, what a tough day at work. I had to deal with these three douchebags and blah, blah, blah. There's one more element I'd like to add to that is that, you know, when your your, your analogy about the, the cop being part of the community, uh, don't forget that the law that that cop is hired by the community to uphold are the laws decided by the community. So when you get into a city situation, um, there's none of that either. Yeah, and, and that's the well, thing. Like, and, uh, what the laws are. It's well, just uh, well, when you um, knowing knowing this much, because like I said, my dad was a cop. He went through academy. Mm -hmm. um, he he learned what you were supposed to be doing, and the rules, the regs. How much of the law I don't really remember. He was living in Brooklyn at the time and would commute out to uh, Long Island, Suffolk County, because that's that's the way that it was for him, because that's where he was patrolling. And now uh, Tom Verney, who we had on uh, a couple of weeks ago, uh, who uh, anyway, different thing, uh, he and a number of other people that I've known would have been living on Long Island, uh, specifically in the towns where we grew up and commuted into New York city. So, you know, the, the opposite way they would have trained in the community that they would have been uh, patrolling for, if not specifically in, in that community. But, um, so they, they would know what it is that they're supposed to be doing and the rigs that are supposed to go along with it, even if they're not necessarily versed in the specific laws. But Stephanie had also pointed out they patrol in cars, not on foot. You never meet and talk to the people they're supposed to be protecting. Um, forgive me for quibbling for a second. Never is a bad word for this. Does it happen highly infrequently? Oh, God, yeah you don't hear about the flat foot anymore nearly the same way. But you're right. 
the community involvement is far and away lower than it had ever been. And I hesitate to say, I think a good portion of that is because of the economics. Why have a whole bunch of these police officers draining the funds when you could just have fewer of them and space each one of them into their own police car so that they can zip, zip, zip wherever it is that they need to go? Because we don't need to have that many police. I mean, what's the point? You only need them when the things go bad. So why why have community outreach when we can just do that at the at the substations and have people come to us? and spend less on however many people we've got grinding through the gears. So, to me, it's it's an economic inevitability. Because capitalism. Wow. Jeez. Talk about me going ahead and jumping from sociology into economics, huh? No, but you're right, because, I mean... Um Yeah, there's so much going on there, but I mean, the, uh, the, we get the, but the entire dynamic, you're writing that up because, um, the community before was also self-sustaining, but now we all depend on Costco and Walmart and well, you know, for, for, for our survival, quote unquote. um, so it, those store owners who call us and they're the ones ones who set the rules. And the community has to say in that either. Well, they do. They could. But, you know, it's like the Jeff Kennedy said in their album, give me a community to give me that. So, when you let, uh, you know, the corporations decide for you what you should or shouldn't buy and all that. Yeah. Um, no that, their options, then... Um, yeah, well, you forgot also your involvement in, uh, in law. Yeah, uh, folks, forgive me. I'm gonna, I'm gonna turn off my camera for uh, for the remainder of the show. Um, Joseph, the 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 networking thing that's going on. I'm kind of wondering if part of it is because we're just kind of oversaturating uh, your machine because it's. Even with what you changed around a little bit, it's it's still really getting to be a, a little on the weird side. So I'm gonna I'm gonna drop I'm gonna hold on I'm gonna drop my video because that will lower the bandwidth that you're dealing with. I, I don't know that it's your computer per se, but the amount of bandwidth that's going on might be just. No, Shujin, Shujin. I'll, yeah. I'll just I'll be right back. Okay, I'm gonna re reboot my machine and uh, I'll be right with you. Okay. You don't have to do that. Well, we don't have that much. We don't have that much longer to go because you're breaking up on my end too. Ah, ah. Okay. 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 We'll see you. We'll see you back in a couple of moments, I suppose. Okay. All right. Okay. Uh, sorry. No worries. So we'll work it from there. See, this is this is what happens, man. You know, you 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 do the stuff on the fly. You. This is, see, when comedy used to be, you know, live on the air, you you rolled with whatever bloopers happened. This is is kind of the same thing. You get what you paid for. 
don't know, maybe maybe we'll maybe we'll piece together an Arduino and get him a dedicated device to talk. I don't, I don't know. Anyway. But, um, you know, man, the, the, I really, 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 really wonder sometimes how much this whole thing that's been going on, how much of this is just sociology or just economics or just criminal justice, or just litigation. And I know for well it's not any one of them. It's all of them. And oh my god, what a tangled web we weave. I don't think there's any real good answer out of the whole damn thing. Um... Felis had said, the police no longer protect anyone. Um, yeah. They are the reactionary part of our society over here in the U.S. You know how I've said on, on so many damned occasions that you know, we, we've turned reactionism into an art form? Versus so many other places that are far and away more proactive. And, um, Stephanie, next step will be vigilantes, and that is bad. Yeah. Well, there's talk of, I thought I heard, thought I read somewhere that there was a threat that uh, these rioters were going to be starting to head towards the suburbs next. Here's the thing. Just in front of COVID, a lot of people went out to buy guns. Because they thought that stuff was going to happen. And now, rioters with clubs and bad language are going to be walking into neighborhoods with people who chances are, are armed. You thought it was bloody before? When people start defending their homes, their businesses are one thing. But you come at somebody's family... I'm sorry, but I have no sympathy for you. And if you come out of that in a body bag, you shouldn't have charged that house in the first place. I'm not, I'm not looking forward to seeing stories of that effect, but I will not be surprised if it happens. I don't want that either. Now, my only hope then is that if the shots start ringing out that these people snap out of this rage and go, this ain't worth it. But who knows? You know, are, are, are they at the point where they, where they're going to say they can only take some of us? Maybe. You know, uh, some weeks ago, I, you know, I, I, in a lot of ways, I led a kind of a sheltered life, and I, I know it now, sadly. I talked about how I kind of had the somewhat romanticized idea of what happened with the IRA, the uh, Irish Republican Army, where 
bombings were... I understood them to be more contained to political targets than civilian ones. Did it happen that way? No. No, it, it wasn't. It wasn't quite like that. I would wish that these people, if they're going to be attacking anything, would be containing themselves to political, governmental targets because their beef is with the government, not the individual people. I know it doesn't make it any much better because any loss of life is... But if you're going to fight, at least fight the fight that should be done. But that's me. You know, I... I earned the nickname DJ Cynic. I really don't want to be right in my cynicisms because there's a good big piece of me that still is hopeful. And I'm trying. I'm really trying. I'm trying to, um, I'm trying to keep so much of this stuff at something resembling arm's length. And, and it's, it's been really, it's been really difficult, especially over the last 10 days or so, because reasons. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm hoping Joseph makes it in time at least to, uh, to say goodnight, because I, I think that, um, I think it's pretty much a, a good idea to just see about wrapping, uh, stuff together. Uh, Bridget, was there, uh, was there something that, uh, you wanted to finish off with before he, uh, get us on out of here? Well, from... What I'm seeing from different news feeds and, and things, it looks like in several of the cities, people are, you know, torching things like police stations and courthouses and government buildings. And I can, I can understand that. That's who their beef is with. And we have, you know, systemic problems that start from the top down. I mean, look at Cheeto. He's encouraging violence, and he's definitely racist. That's arguably yeah. the nicest way you could put that. Yeah, and, you know, it goes from the top down, and something needs to change. And apparently protesting quietly by taking a knee, you know, or holding silent vigils or wearing, you know, T-shirts that say, I can't breathe, apparently those are not acceptable. So I don't, I don't know how else people are supposed to get attention and the people that, you know, need to be paying attention. I don't, you know, I, I hate it that 
properties being damaged and that people are going to die and things like that. But they've already tried other ways you know, to make their point and it just doesn't get through. And they're angry. And I'm angry. Yeah. Gotta um, stop. Yeah. As, uh, as, as a sideline to that, um, is very likely that there are going to be some of us that are going to see uh, pictures of New York City cops wearing T-shirts with "I can, I can, I can breathe" because of the police. I want you guys to understand before you before you go ahead and see that and flip the fuck out because I would. All right, those were from. Th- those pictures in particular were from several years ago from a different incident where a suspect was apprehended and choked out until he died. I am not condoning the action at that time. I simply want people to understand that those images have been circulating again from roughly five, six years ago. That was Eric Garner, right? I, I do believe so, yes. Yep. Um, it doesn't make it any less reprehensible, but I want you guys to understand that that's not happening now. It doesn't change the fact that a, a bunch of... That it happened. Yeah, it it is not happening now, so just keep that just keep that part in mind. And Joseph, you did make it back in time. Yeah, hopefully that's better. It, at least for now. Okay. Um, I'm uh, I'm seeing about happiness uh, wrap up at this point anyway. So, um, was there anything that was left over from uh, from everything else that uh, that you'd like to make sure that you get out for tonight. Yeah, I'm not sure what you heard and what I was saying before, but uh, I I just wanted to say the point you brought up about uh, community involvement, about it also being a social issue, uh, an economical issue, is um, let's just say the divide between... um, police officer and civilian is not only increasing but uh, it's also the it, it's that it goes along with the the economical divide as well because uh, people calling the shots the people making the rules uh, people having a say in their own economy it's it's becoming less and less as well I wish that wasn't the case. I wish that wasn't the case because the uh, the economics of the whole damn thing just make it, in a lot of regards, just petty to me. Well, yeah, our money is our vote, actually. And um, it's a way of voting because, like, uh, for example, in times past, uh, there was a, lo- a local merchant who was an asshole. Well, people wouldn't go to the store anymore and eat clothes. But uh, nowadays, with um, 
Walmart world, it's like, what are you going to do? And when Walmart's the only thing in the community that's providing, you know, food and sustenance and clothing or whatever, we have no choice but to give them our money. And, uh, and it's actually our money they're using to, uh, everything that's going on in Washington. Yeah, there's that. And for the record, it, it is futzing out again. So apparently it's not, uh, it, it's, it's not the reboot that's doing it. We'll, uh, all right. we'll see what we can do about that a little bit later and we'll, we'll, we'll talk through the techie side of it all. Um, okay. Dallin, this is this is this is not this is not a fun one to come back to. But um, what uh, what you got left over? Honestly, I thought that after COVID, there would be some visible change. People would learn their lesson, and things would get better. But seeing what's happening now has reminded me of from 1992 all the way up, from L.A. to now. The fact that it's happened more than once tells me nobody's learned anything. Nobody in power has learned anything. And everything we say here, everything we talk about here, all the people who are frantically banging shit out on social media, thinking that, you know, their screed of whatever is actually going to make a change in all of this. It's not. If orange man gets ousted in 20 in November and whoever the Democrats are going to put in, uh, gets in. No, it's not going to change. There'll be, there'll be another thing. Another thing will happen. The government will either not do anything or make it look like they're doing something, but in fact, they're doing nothing. The whole system is broken, but I don't know if there is a way to fix it without, honestly, like, I, I don't want to see a totalitarian, authoritarian system come in down there because... <sighs> There's way too much power down there. And you've got influences all over the world. You've got military bases all over the world. And if the wrong person gets into power and decides that, you know what? We're dropping the hammer on everything and the entire world's going to be like us. You guys are in a position to pull that trigger and screw a lot of things up. Is anything going to change with a change of leadership right now? I don't think so. I honestly do not see a way forward uh, at all. It's just going to be, we're going to, you're going to move from crisis to crisis until someone finally pushes that button and literally does a hard reset on the country. I'm sorry, but I, I'd like to think that there was uh, something better I could say, but right now, Nope. 
I'm, I've lost faith in everything south of the border. I know. I know. I don't like to think of it in those terms. And um, I worry about that inevitability. You know, I, 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 I talked a lot about the, um, the uh, romanticized versions that I've had about a, a lot of things. And, um, and one of them was for my country itself. And not, uh, not to put too fine a point on it, as, as they say, was the idea that everybody is supposed to be able to do Everybody's supposed to be able to live. Everybody's supposed to be able to love, care, support. Everybody pulls together and everybody tries to do their best to be the best that they can. And yeah, somebody's gotten a little ahead. Somebody's a little behind, but you know, we, we get there at the end of the day together. But therein lies the problem that we're talking about, isn't it? That the guys at the front of the line keep finding ways of getting further ahead of the line at the expense of everybody else. And it just keeps stretching and just keeps stretching and just keeps stretching. Am I going to talk about being a communist or socialist? No. I, I didn't finish economics classes I the pieces that I do know is that in a capitalist organization you do whatever is necessary to get as much money as possible that's it that's that's the ultimate that's the ultimate goal grab as much as you can give out as little as possible through whatever means necessary available to you. And what even some... But that's greed. That's not capitalism. Tell me where the difference is. It's hard to find capitalists today who aren't greedy because that's the status quo. But essentially when you're taking more than you give uh, to the community and now it's on a national scale um well bad shit happens you're taking that from someone whether you see them or but it's the inevitable conclusion how can you how can you do anything differently under that model but that's it it's a model that has to change that's exactly the point. But the model won't change without a cultural change. And that is your biggest hinder. And there I mean, lies the rub. We're, we're capitalists up here. We just recognize that there's a welfare state uh, that we have to take care of. And we are culturally compassionate enough 
to to recognize and pay into that because we know that at some point we might shit i am right now i am i am surviving thanks to that security blanket that you so, paid into yes i did pay into it so that i knew i would so that if i stumbled i could i could be helped until i could get back on my own feet so and, and this is what and this is where you say like where's the difference look north because we are still capitalist driven but we acknowledge that there is a welfare state that we have to take care of the same thing with places like denmark i don't give a shit and bernie got told by denmark Stop calling us democratic socialists because that is not what they are. They are like we are. Capitalist in nature, but in recognition of a welfare state that exists and that everybody culturally understands and contributes to. There's the difference. Yes, the model is one thing. It's the culture. And there's the piece. Tell me what the difference is between a social, uh, a, a capitalist model and uh, what was and 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 greed? One word: responsibility. The responsibility is not coming out. The responsibility to use what you've got for good. I said I wasn't going to go ahead and piss off Marvel. I don't care. With great capital comes great responsibility. And if you abdicate that responsibility, all you're left with is greed. This country has been fetishizing on greed for decades upon decades. And we now reap the green that we've sown. Choke on those ashes, you assholes. We have to get our asses on out of here because something tells me I could probably end up just talking into the ether for another two hours, but truth be told, I don't think anybody would really want to listen to that right now. So, as always, thank you for being with us through all this. I do truly hope that you found something worthwhile in our perspectives and you got something to think about as always over in the live chat stephanie felis guys thank you very much um please do stay safe seriously really please do stay safe and um it's a pleasure to have you guys uh i've been i've been really remiss uh that i have not been uh commenting over on the uh over on the youtube channel so um i i know that there's one person that comments several times over on our on our shows i i do look at you i do read the stuff i'm sorry that i i haven't been commenting directly but i want you to know that you know thank you and i can't open up tab to to double check who it was i i forgive me i'm I'm sorry i know who you are Sort of. I mean, I don't mean that in a creepy way. I'm sorry. Just, you, you know what I mean. Joseph, 
Thank you. You have yourself a, uh, a good morning. Thank you very kindly. Yeah, sorry about the, the perfect king problem. If you heard even that. Yes, fortunately. Okay. All right, you take care, sir. Thank you very much. Um, Bridget, you... You do your best to take care of yourself, huh? You too. Yeah, well, what have I got to worry about? I've cleaned out most of my tear ducts over the last ten days. Yeah. So, what things can you can you plug? Uh, the only thing I can really plug right now is my blog at bridgetfitch2112.wordpress.com and fuck Mike Pence and fuck the Cheeto and fuck the police. Yeah, I I, I don't know that uh, I, I don't know that we uh, I don't know that we uh, we heard that for uh, for everybody in the back. We'll we'll have to come back around to that again next week and make sure that you get the the folks in the back for that. So you take care of yourself. You too. Uh Dallin. Good lord, man. We didn't sign up for this when when we started this whole damn thing. Thank you for being with me through this. Yeah, you remember back in the day when all we had to worry about was Nephilim free? <laughs> remember when the only thing that we had to worry about were chocolate buttholes? Uh, or steampunk dildo guns? <laughs> Those were the days. Yeah, thank God I can't play piano. Anyway. Or actually... That I can't play piano is a good thing I don't have one right now. There is that. Thank you very much for everything, man. No worries. Um, I should have this up uh, on the audio version of the show over at holycraptheblogcast.com soon. Uh, for my own thoughts, of course, I've got uh, inthewind.yl5.ca and my new, pro- my new podcast writing project, uh, The Kick in the Cast, is available at kickit.yl5.ca. Thank you, man. So, as always, if you'd like to uh, leave us a voicemail message, you can leave it over at 859-HCTV-554, 859-4288-554. All of our contact info is available over at holycraptheblogcast.com, of course. And for those of you that might be needing a little bit of a, uh, uh, a, little bit of a break, a little bit of a check-in with folks, over on our Discord, you will find that there is the uh, COVID channel and... Uh, Traditionally, on Thursdays, folks have been getting together on both uh, chat and voice to kind of talk through and basically just kind of have a check-in with everybody. Uh, And uh, some of us were able to make it. I, unfortunately, am usually in the middle of doing a DJ set, so you could always, you know, have that running low-key in the background if you really wanted to. But uh, uh, we end up having some folks uh, check in. Uh, some past guests uh, as well, so you keep that in mind if you if you need that. But um, please do take care of yourselves. It really means a lot. Not just to us. There are a lot of people. Maybe uh, maybe I'll talk about the fates again sometime in the near future. But in any case, as always, thank you very much for being with us. Until the next time we get together, everyone, 
As always, I wish you the peace I no longer have. I wish you the strength that I've learned. I wish you well. And my lady, 15 years on, I am still in love. Matane Fujin, I love you. I miss you. Dream of us. So until the next time we get together, everyone, as always, good night. You've been listening to Holy Crap, the Vlogcast. Feel free to leave a comment at the show's website at holycrapthevlogcast.com, where you'll also find links to our Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter pages. Theme music is Twisted by Kevin McLeod, available at incompetech.com. And on behalf of all of us here, thank you for listening.